We lose terribly to a team on a seven game losing streak. I, I, I just can't. Oh, they've done it! Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always, co-host Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Happy times are here again. <laughs> for Kaiserslautern, at least. Uh, yeah. Not for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing all right, sir. Uh, shaken a little bit by that performance. How are you? Can you hear me now? Now we can hear you. <laughs> the joys of audio here. The joys of audio. I tried to do something different and it didn't work, obviously. But um, <laughs> let me start from the top because clearly nobody heard me here. <laughs> Rundown of tonight's show. Um, again, talk about some heat between Elgert and, uh, and Gerard. Talk some transfer news and then uh, talk about a revolution with the lineup. Uh, but basically what I was going to say, what I did say or tried to say, practicing, is that... Um, yeah, the loss was terrible. Terrible loss. Um, two steps forward, one step back, as I said. I got kicked out again, didn't I? You know, yep. mother freaking A, you know? Yeah, it's just beautiful. Beautiful. You love live streams. Give me one second. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, whenever that, like, middle window closed, it, uh, we lost you. Now there's two Richards. This is, this is, this is a great live stream. This is good stuff. <laughs> This is live entertainment, folks. I got it, though. We're fixed. We're fixed now. We're fixed. Okay. No more of these uh, tomfoolery by me. I apologize. Where did you Where did you last hear from me, Jack? I, I don't know. Uh... <coughs> Starting lineup. Thoughts. Starting lineup. Thoughts. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot we can do with the center backs in this situation. It is what it is, and they don't really seem to be interested in addressing that position. The rumors that I've been hearing, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, um, seem to be uh, kind of focused on you know, like a right back or something along those lines. Um, so the center back situation appears to be settled unless there's going to be a random last minute transfer on that front. Um, Fairman and goal. I think we talked about sort of mid season pod, like probably not ideal, but you know, Muller was on his way back and until there's sort of a reason to take him out, um, you probably keep rolling with him, at least in the short term, yep. potentially this performance was the reason to take him out or at least an excuse to take him out. We could talk about that too. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I mean, top and Tirada up top, emotionally i like that they're a little bit similar in some ways and so sometimes i feel like maybe they're you know shouldn't be partnered together um you know from the get-go when there's other people like lasma or who else you know you could put in so um yeah. yeah overall i mean not not super surprised by the lineup no no not super surprised i'm, I'm sure things will change after this um so let's see here on the here on the commentary about lost audio by me before uh again i apologize it's live it's live it's anything can happen uh look at the kaiserslautern lineup lineup um you know obviously elvedi is a name that we all know but i think for me obviously ake was the main guy i was gonna be worried about ritter as well has you know as a, as a proven player um not gonna act like i i, I was well versed on all the kaiserslautern lineup uh thoughts on on their lineup and if you were worried about any of the players that possibly could cause us a headache in this one. Yeah, but obviously Ake proved to be, you know, the correct one to, to look out for on, on in terms of your calls and everything. Um, but also just something I noticed in this game too is just how underpaced we are. 
yeah. compared to teams like how there's just times yeah. they just blew past us and certain yeah. players like repeatedly. So um, once again, I mean, it's kind of too late to try to overhaul your entire squad at this point in the middle of the season. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, but rough. Very rough. Very rough indeed. Um, obviously, Kaiser Slauten's a, you know, a fantastic stadium as it is, you know, and they're going to all have support. We had a, immense support there, so I feel bad that the, all those people went out there to support the club and the club really didn't show up. Um, Darko Trilinov, we talked about him last week, you know, kind of yep. broke the news that he made the team. He started out in the, on the bench, came on fairly quickly, uh, which we'll get to, but the uh, game started. Uh, did, not, did not go well. Um, Ake, Ragnar Ake, got the goal scoring started in the 10th minute. It was a set piece where initially people thought maybe it was offside. Uh, wasn't he was clearly onside. Uh, looked like it was um, Tebelman, I think, holding him on, keeping him on. Uh, eventually, Ferran makes a save. Bounce, rebound goes right to Ake. Ake puts it away as a poacher would. Uh, such a fantastic player, by the way, but uh, well done by him. I have questions about Ferran's save and the, the marking by Tebelman. Um Thoughts on that and maybe the maybe even the foul that led up to that, that set piece before there? Yeah, I mean, I guess the way I interpreted it was, or the way I kind of viewed it, I think it's mostly on the foul in the first place and the fact that Brunner got smoked and just committed and committed a bad foul, almost a penalty. He was kind of fortunate that it was called the way it was. Um, but he gives a free kick away in a very dangerous area. And, is you know, if somebody gets it on frame, it's going to be tough to deal with. And it was hit kind of with pace and dipping to the, to the corner and low over the wall. So, um I mean, yeah, you could say that, you know, Fairman didn't quite clear it as maybe horizontally as he would have liked, kind of out of danger yeah. enough. But, um, you know, I do think it was a pretty difficult set piece to handle, and he did get something on it and deflect it. There just, you know, weren't Schalke players on the far post to uh, to defend that, to defend the second chance opportunity. So, um, yeah, maybe a little bit of blame at Fairman there, but for me that's mostly just on, you know, Bruder giving away the foul, and then, um, you know, they're kind yeah. of was first to it. They're, they're opportunistic, so. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, Fail to mention, this was the return of our former manager, Dimitrius Gramotsis. Uh, so <laughs> he left with a smile on his face after the match. But, you know, Bruner, Bruner's been struggling. Some guy, he's one of the guys we've been saying is fairly consistent, always has been. But all of a sudden, last couple of weeks, his pace has been lacking majorly. I guess maybe his position has been better late in the past where we didn't notice it as much. Or maybe he's picked has an injury at the moment. I don't know. But the last two weeks, he's looked awful in terms of pace. Ake abusing him this game. Last game, there was another another couple of players are uh, abusing him for Hamburg. Um, is it just that the other teams are that much faster than us, or has maybe he got an injury? I mean, I have heard nothing about an injury, but man, he looks he looks deadbeat slow out there when he when he's on the ball. Yeah, but or, he's never he's never been. He's very rarely been a player that's ever been like great for us. For yeah, sure, we, sure. Yeah, we usually we usually talk about him and just sort of like, hey, he can put in a shift and you know not run fast, but you know cover a little bit of ground and, and be physical and, and kind of do a job back there. Doesn't really provide you much going forward. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, this performance and, and a couple others recently, he's been starting to uh, show more defensive frailty than normal. Um, you, you know, we usually think about people like Patriciani as somebody that a team kind of targets to continuously kind of run their attacks through. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bruno was looking very Matriciani-esque in that way, just not being able to <laughs> defend one-on-ones. Um, was just a step behind, like, every, everywhere yeah. today. Um, you know, got the yellow card, and then 10 yeah, minutes later, one. maybe, but, like, <laughs> literally just, like, tackled somebody. Um, honestly, yeah. I thought he should have been sent off at that. I thought that was another yeah. yellow card foul. That was, a, that was like, just like a completely non-football tackle, in my opinion. So, 
Um, and I think last week against Hamburg, he had a yellow card and then had another like yellow like yellow card worthy foul right after that as well. Like he's yeah. been doing this, he hasn't been punished for it yet, but he's gonna he's gonna pick up a second yellow in one of these contests pretty soon. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. Once again, and we'll talk about this that maybe some of the rumors are linked towards his position at the moment. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that how that progresses. But uh, yeah, pretty shocking from him. It was, it was, and I think it's shocking is a good term to use for just the club in general, the first half, uh, watching the time go by and tick, 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 and no shots on target, no shots at all. Uh, it wasn't until the 43rd minute when Templeman took a shot from like long distance, went over the goal, and then we got another one on target maybe a few minutes later, just before the half. Um, that's atrocious. It's, you know, as good as we thought we looked at against Hamburg uh, in the first half of that match, this one is complete opposite where, you know, Kaiserslautern is doing whatever the hell they want, and we couldn't get a single shot off. Um, I thought... Like you mentioned earlier, the lack of pace was evident all through the lineup uh, in this one. And so, yeah, we got the halftime just by the skin of our teeth. I think one nothing. I think Kaiserslautern really, you know, surprised. And they're going to probably feel terrible that they didn't have more of, a, more of a lead just because there's no reason that we should have been on the same pitch as them, at least in that first half. Um, poor old overall. What were your thoughts on the first half? The one thing I will say for us is I, I felt like – after the first goal and after we settled down a little bit, probably like, I don't know, 18 or 20th minute for maybe like a 10-minute stretch or a little bit more, I did think that we saw some better combination play in possession, um, yeah. particularly on in like the wide areas, creating numerical advantages and playing quick one-touch passes. Players actually making themselves available, um, you know, to receive balls to the people running off of that. Like the kind of coordination that we just are lacking sometimes. Um, so I do think that was an improvement potentially. But as you said, it didn't really lead to anything in terms of concrete you know, chance creation or whatnot. So um, certainly not good enough on uh, on that front. Um, I thought Top had a couple interesting moments, but largely um, probably not not good enough either. Um, what was your opinion on the uh, the Tirada offsides? Was that Top holding onto the ball too long or was that Tirada just going too early? I couldn't tell. I'd have to rewatch that again, but um, missed opportunity there too. And not a convincing finish from Tirada on that. He had to kind of like get his own rebound and then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as smooth as uh, the goal that we scored. But, uh, no, I, I think Top held on to it just a little too long. Um, and, you know, Toroto, I, I, I know he wants to beat that line, but I think had he waited a split second longer, it probably would have been fine. But, again, I think Top was holding on to just too long and maybe wasn't sure what Toroto was doing. And then by the time he did it, it was too late. Uh, and then Toroto had, you know, took two tries to get that goal there. So, um we saw Lazma come on pretty early into the second half, which we'll get to as well. I mean, the, the top Tirada partnership, how are you feeling about that at the moment? Because that seemed to be the play the last kind of few matches. I was all for it, uh, but it seems like it's just the last two games it hasn't been working out. I want it to work out. We obviously all want it to, want to work out, right? Because uh, top is uh, the next generation, and, and, and Tirada is the one who's like, you know, at the at the twilight of his career and so you want it to work but it hasn't for whatever reason i don't know if the, it's a lack of pace because top is not he's he's faster than Toroda, but you know you and i are but i think both are too i mean he's not that fast of a guy and last was much much faster than him not to say that he's the answer i think kairman's even probably faster than, than top honestly um we need some pace and maybe top's the one who gets sacrificed right and maybe he's better off coming on as a substitute i don't know top does really well holding up the ball which is great for a kid to his age um but not having the pace and not having someone with him who has pace i mean between him toro and caraman that's i mean three three slow guys right there it's like you're making it easy for the defense in terms of them running away from you behind behind and get a goal so um 
little little frustrating there. I, yeah, I, honestly, at this but, point, what I what I would like to see is um, I'd like to see a front three with like Karaman left, uh, Lazma up top, and and Trilonov oh, out okay. right. Just something with with some wingers a little bit more. I know. I mean, <laughs> Gerrard may not be planning to do that potentially with uh, you know the, the 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 shape he's potentially looking to, to switch to. But um, for me, I just feel like yeah, we're so slow. You know, we we just brought in Trilonov to be able to bring some some X factor and, you know, a change of pace. And now there's a potential that we're going to be moving him centrally. It's a whole thing. So I just kind of want to like, let's, let's get some wing play. Let's, let's stretch the field a little bit um, and see if that makes a difference. That's kind of where I'm at. at the moment. Yeah, no, that, that, that's fair. Um, worth it. Something's got to, something's got to change. I do want to ask you though, we saw this last game against Hamburg where we started out very well first 10, 10 minutes or so. And then we had the uh, protest that happened and then Hamburg kind of took over in that one. And then this game, not the same same script, but Kaiserslautern really, you know, doing the number on us. There was another protest again with they threw golf balls, I think this time, or I think I'm pretty sure it was golf balls. Uh, had a stoppage of play, a significant amount because they had to clear the field of all the little golf balls. And then as you saw, Schalke kind of re- refreshed themselves and kind of had that little nice spell there before it got back to the norm of the game. Um, it seemed like we learned from the last game where, you know, when we have those breaks, you got to take advantage of it. And it seemed that at least at that point that we did start to correct a little bit but it was it wasn't enough obviously as you know we're, we're still down at halftime you mentioned some players that were doing pretty poor in the first half i thought templeman was rather poor uh in the first half and that's not even talking about you know he was you know at at the at, at ake when he scored the goal uh overall he did nothing really for me more not much um Karma, i mean nobody really did anything that was spectacular it's turtle obviously not getting service he had that one play was called off sides but he's not getting service at all i mean it's just Kaiserslautern, we made them look like world beaters defensively, and this is a team that has seven win, seven losses in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did not look good in that first half, and it wasn't surprising to see Templeman come off and top at halftime. Um, and we got to see Trilinov, who we weren't sure when we were going to see him, but he did come in. But thoughts on the guys who did poor, if anyone else who thought did poor in that first half? No, I agree. I thought Templeman was just a little bit more anonymous than he normally is. I kind of like Templeman as more of a change of pace guy with fresh legs in the second half more yeah. than starting from the top. Um, I feel like when Seguin started kind of coming on uh, late first half of the season and, and making some better performances, there was just a lot more of possession that was going through him um, where he was just finding And I just feel like, yeah, his contra- contributions haven't been nearly as impactful recently. Um, I, I know we've seen some poor performances from this individual, but watching this game at times i'm like kind of crying out for like i don't know like a dominic drexler at some somebody who can just like play a pass every now and then that opens yeah. something up you know like like yep. so and he, he's been and he's had some bad performances so i don't know it, there's no there's no easy answers at the moment but uh yeah i was i was pleased to see how early in the second half uh we, we made some 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 changes guards was not waiting around which is good because in the past we've had some managers that'll just you know it's 80 the 80th minute and things haven't changed and you're wondering why we haven't you know tapped the bench yeah, no, that was nice to see. I think another thing that was part of, you know, go back to the first half, what was really frustrating is we kept going for passes that were more difficult than the ones that are obvious and, and easy right next to them. And a, and a prime example was like in the 29th minute, I think, Moore has a great play where there's good buildup. Moore gets the ball midfield, 
He has a simple pass to his left. I think it was Merkin or uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was Merkin on his left. Maybe it was Kiki Top. Um, instead, he goes tries to go through four Kaiserslautern players to find Toroto on the back door trying to ru- ru- rush. I remember that play, line. yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're losing possession. There's like no point for that to go for that pass. So that was kind of like symptomatic of the whole first half. But yeah, we got to see Cherlinov early in the second half, and it almost paid a dividend. I mean, five minutes in, um, good work off a turnover. Kaiserslautern had a, a throw in. Uh, I believe it was, uh, I don't know, I think it was Merkin who intercepted it. And then, you know, with the Karaman, or Toroda got involved. Karaman, it was a one-two touch. Eventually, Karaman found Cherlinov on a, on a break. It's beautiful pass by him. Cherlinov put the, put the, put the, the fire burners on there, whatever, beat his defender. And then Compose finished, unlike what we saw from Toroda in the first half on that offsides play. I mean, he's a smooth, silky finish. He already got half his goals that he did in the, the first time he was with us. Like, he only had two goals the last time he was with Shaka. But uh, excellent finish by him and a great pass by Kyraman. I think that was the great one-touch passing Kararts ball that we were hoping to see. Uh, that it looked, it looked so beautiful, that whole play, I think. Yeah, first of all, from the Trillinoff perspective, from a script standpoint, <clears throat> couldn't have really organized it better than that, except for then they ended up you know, scoring three more goals afterwards. But, <laughs> you know, comes on early in the second half is only on the pitch five minutes or so until he makes the difference scores a great goal, you know, with a little pace in behind. So we've been lacking yeah. um, good finish away at Kaiser Slouten playing against Gramatz is somebody that he has a little beef with potentially, you know, like all of those things were fantastic. I loved yes. every second of it. Yes. Welcome back Darko Chermanov. Exactly why we bring you here. Um, and to see him be able to do that in this first game, you know, yeah. is, is pretty good. Cause there's questions about his fitness and all kinds of stuff. So I mean, anyway, regardless of what he did the rest of the game, he scored his goal, made his impact. That's why we brought him back. Great. Um, as far as the build up to that goal, it's these moments where you're like, where is this one touch passing and competence in possession? Like, okay, at, at any other point, like, like I said, in the first half, there was a brief spell where we were doing a little bit of that but without any end product. And then you see a counter like that where it's just like Clinical. clean, decisive, like well controlled, like well, well, like red, and a beautiful ball from Karaman, by the way. Oh, yeah. Throwing off Karaman. That's a great ball from Keenan Karaman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's frustrating how you and far between that kind of quality is for us. Um, you'd like to see more of it, but I mean, I'll give us credit for, for that goal because it was well worked. Yeah. And then you're, when you see that, you're like, why? Like, like I said, why, why haven't you seen this all game long? Why is it, you know, maybe, maybe it's a flash in the pan that we have. I don't know. Like, but when you see those moments, you think, "Oh, we have it in us. See, we have it in it." it gives us a little hope that we, you know, we hang on to, and it never comes to fruition again. Um, yeah, one-one at that point. Cherlinov was fired up. Obviously, he was chirping for the, like the next ten minutes. Like he wanted to like fight one of the players from uh, for Kaiserslautern. I think it was Tomiak. Uh, oh, was it Tomiak? Who was it? Who got the, someone got the? Oh, I forget. Maybe the guy who came off. Um, but anyway. Um, yeah, he was chirping with chirping with the guys. Uh, really into it, I thought. And for in the next ten minutes. Not even ten minutes. I would say like next five, five to seven minutes. We did okay. We seemed like we had good possession of the ball, and then we got like punched in the mouth. Um, Ragnar Ake again, counterattack by Kajislaun. You know, as good as ours was, theirs was just as good. They were just probably faster. Um, who was that on the on the? I don't know if it was Tachi or or who on the right hand side beats Bruner for for pace easily. Uh, crosses not Bruner. Uh, excuse me, Merkin um, crosses it in. And a wonderful header by Ake. I mean, Kalash, poor Reed, Baumgartel, that's who it was. Baumgartel got beat down that side. But um, pass goes over the top. Kalash misreads it. Ake, wonderful finish by him. Full credit to him on the goal there. 
our defender could have been better on that, right? And Fairman gets left to hang. There's nothing he could have done with that. I mean, maybe he could have done better, I guess. But Ake did brilliantly to kind of like um, figure a way to get that goal in. And man, it just like <laughs> the fence is like, oh my God, you know, there's a pace, the lack of pace that, that just shows it right in your face. Yeah, I've been like kind of at two minds about how critical to be of this goal because to some extent it was just kind of like brilliant. They hoofed it down the right hand side, the guy got outrun. It's a first time ball on a bounce that just goes kind of deep into the box. But our defense, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a weird play, but um, ultimately a really nice header at the end of it. And uh, a defender that is uh, not marking his man. I believe that was, like you said, Kalash and, 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 uh, and Bruner, who are both in the area and neither yeah. of them is on, on the man. And that's been happening way too much recently. Like you have to put a body on somebody. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen again in a minute too. <laughs> not good enough. No, no, not good enough. I think uh, both Kalash, uh, really the back four, honestly, Merkins, Baumgartel, Kalash, and Brunner were just poor in this game. You know, just not even what eight minutes later, uh, Stojkovic uh, got a goal, uh, made it another header, unmarked, basically header, free header in the box, uh, puts it away, three one at that point. You're like, okay, well, geez, maybe we got a chance to get another goal back. They even get a chance to breathe, and they get a wonderful, wonderful goal by Opoku. You got to give him credit too. That was a great goal. Should have marked him. Should have marked. Don't give him a chance and every chance in the world to yeah. score a beautiful goal. But it was a beautiful goal nonetheless. Four uh, one at that point. You're like shit. What the fuck is this, man? And it's like right when we think we run, we turn the corner, and we're starting to get better. This shit happens, and it's like God. This is so frustrating, Jack. So frustrating. Yeah, I mean, like it's like yeah. The two one was Baumgartel beaten for pace, and then and then uh, Kalash and, and Bruner not putting a body on somebody. The second goal is is uh, Baumgartel and Brunner not putting a body on somebody. It's the exact same position where the guy's right in between them and neither of them are, you know, on top of the guy. And then uh, the fourth one, Brunner just gets smoked. There's really no help defense in terms of anyone kind of like stepping up to yeah. try to, you know, put pressure on him. He has a lot of time and space to get a shot off. Um, yeah, most of the time someone's not going to hit a shot that well, but if you give them space, they can do that sometimes, and he did. Um, really nice finish. Give him credit for it, but just like once again, the the the, uh, the sense of urgency, like defensively, is just not anywhere where it needs to be. And so yeah, as you said, like we you know you have a team like Kaiser Slaut on this losing streak, um, then then you know we go on the road and suddenly we're conceding four goals to a team like this. Um, it's just it, yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of hard to believe. Like I said, like we were in the Bundesliga last season. And, uh, you know, look like it. <laughs> as you mentioned at the, you know, at the midseason room, or maybe it was last week when you said it, like, you know, you talked about how Gerard's was like, yeah, defense isn't really something that we need to worry about. It's one of our strengths even potentially said that. And I mean, the last two games, like, like what? Like, I mean, it, it's certainly not. And like I said, they, they appear to not be trying to address the center back position or anything in the transfer market. I understand that we have limited resources. I understand that no one wants to come here probably, but, um, yeah, it's super worrying. I mean, you you, just, you cannot, you're not going to win games. You're not going to get results if you're if you're shipping that many goals. Yeah. Um, so it just it just can't happen. It can't. We're I think one of the worst uh, defenses in the league. Um, and not only did we lose that game, uh, Kaiserslautern obviously won. They were right around us. They're actually below us. I think at the time, Braunschweig also won. As did Rostock. So the, now all of a sudden, we're just what ahead of Braunschweig on goal differential. Um, and we have the second most goals given up in the season so far. We talked about how bad our goal differential was, and we go and give up four this game. Um, 
not the greatest of games at all. That's that's an understatement there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. I mean, obviously, Gerrard wants to change the the lineup or something and figure something out to help stop shipping goals. The thought. <sighs> It's frustrating, like you said. We're not going for center backs, and we're we're probably I'm I'm sure we're limited on what we can and can't do, and in the market. Obviously, you got Vilmots, who's a basically a rookie in terms of of a sporting director role, but it's it's frustrating, uh, and I don't know where we go from here. But we always see, you know, trying to look at the the games we have coming up here next. Um, Braunschweig is a big game. It's a game team we have only one, uh, just barely a uh, four goal differential against them, which can be easily turned over in one game by us. Uh, Baumgartel's clearly not the answer. Um, what does it say here? It says the team also lost ultra support. Yeah, I mean, they were all in in the first half, and then you saw the second half, people were taking off their white, you know, uh, tarps or whatever it was before the game. But, yeah, we've got Braunschweig, then Holsten Kiel is at the top of the table, and then Wiesbaden. So it's like, it's not going to get any easier for us. Um, the games that we should be winning like this, we're not. We're getting thrashed. And Do you think – what do you what do you make of this – shocking loss like do you think they overlooked Kaiser Slaven because they're on a seven game losing streak or you just think I said we're bad it's the seventh time this season we've given up three plus goals yeah I mean yeah. We, we have you know we do have the worst defensive record in the league now I don't think it's second worst I think we have 41 goals conceded in 19 games was Bob Gardel um, in goal for all three of those those blowouts in defense not saying he's the only problem but you know <laughs> it doesn't seem to be working I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we we can check. But yeah. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It. I don't know. Every time you think this team is, you know, um, taking at least a small step towards like stability or in the right direction, then like you know, a performance like this happens, and you, you kind of question everything all over again. Yeah. Um. And. I mean, once. It's difficult. I don't know. I don't. It's difficult to blame the coach too on on some of these some of these plays. Like you know, once again, like the second goal. It's just it's a transition move where people just aren't marking runners. Like 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 I don't know how Gerard's is supposed to coach that. Like it's it's it seems like relatively basic stuff. Like so I don't know. Yeah. And it's not it's not has to do with like you know the, the the normal shape and and whatever. It's it's kind of like a broken play that we just can't can't run with people. Um, we're slow. Uh, we seem to think slow sometimes as well. Um, Fairman could not make the difference in this yeah. game for us. Um, you know, one thing we were seeing early on in the season was that as bad as we were, um, Mueller was making saves that he probably shouldn't have made. Like yeah. he, he was actually like making an impact and making it not as bad as it could have been um, or potentially like, you know, eking out a result. Fairman wasn't able to affect things. And, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe it's time to make a change back there as well, just to see if we can get a little bit of a boost and, you know one of these goals in you know in, in a four four goal game maybe get saved next time or something like that and we help our i don't know who knows but we're sinking back down towards the bottom of the table um table's still tight whatever but it's yeah it's frustrating to uh to go on the road have another poor road defensive performance against the team in horrible form um we don't want to be the form breakers we want to be we want to be playing as if we have nothing to lose for essentially at this point and you know then you have a team like kaiser Slotten that just like looks at us and, and feast <laughs> on it and it, it sucks because dramatis man yeah, I know. I'm so know. tired of this guy. Like, I mean, oh my god, he can't. He's like, he's like, our, he's like our cancer that won't go away. You know, talking about Mom Gordo being the cancer. Uh, shout out to Dirk. Dirk, I see you in the chat there. Uh, good to see you, Dirk. Ryan's in chat as well as is Joseph and Eric and uh, everybody else in the chat. So, um, yeah, it's it's frustrating the loss there, uh, and so uh, I don't know what to make of it. Um, moving on off this game. I mean, anything else you want to talk about this game? I mean, it's it's four one loss, terrible loss. 
What did you make of uh, some of the Torada um, outbursts and whatnot? I missed it. Was that the late when, he got, when he got subbed off, he was like, you know, throwing his coat on the ground and stuff and seemed pretty upset and distraught and animated. Apparently, there was some sort of incident in the uh, in the hallway, like on the way to the locker room um, after the game where he was, you know, being some outbursts and whatnot. Um, hmm. So it's, it sounded like some of the commentary online where people were like, well, maybe maybe you don't play Tarotic because he's being obnoxious or something like that. But um, I wonder. I, w- I want someone to show passion at least. So I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if it's him being frustrated that the team is playing like ass versus being subbed off. Because, um, I mean, if you're losing 4-1, why would you be want to stay in the game? But, I mean, I think he'd be, I'm, I'm assuming he was frustrated because the team played like like complete shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think and it was. that's what the outburst was about. It wasn't about being subbed off. Uh, it's one thing if we're, you know, we're we're up 4-1, to one, he's on a hat trick and gets pulled out. Then I, if he gets a tantrum, I'm like, okay, it's more than likely because he's pissed off because he wanted a hat trick. But I think that that's what it is. And we saw that. Shoot, I think I was saying last season. I don't remember who it was. Um, same kind of outburst, uh, similar outburst, I should say, where they did throw his big fit, and it was mostly because people weren't playing. They weren't playing. It might have been Matriciani, honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I I I think it's nothing to that that other than showing passion. And why couldn't anybody else show more passion, right? Like a Dom Dressler, not that he played or anything. Um, but there needs more passion. It it, it does it definitely seems like that in defense, at least defense in the midfield. Need to show more spine, I think. So it's just uh, terrible. Uh, Dirk says there seems to be a pattern with Shaka at the beginning of every season and every winter break. Yeah, well, certainly in the last five years has been a, a certain trend where it's happened more than not. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, let's see. Talking about heat, um, there are some uh, rumors that uh, Norbert Elgert and uh carol Gartz has some friction between uh, between them rumors were that neither player neither player neither neither man was talking to each other both felt that the other one should and this is all rumors that we're hearing from build so you take it with a grain of salt um but uh they say that both managers were uh neither wanted to go talk to the other one they felt the other one should go talk to them uh they interviewed uh elgard about this and he basically said like nah, that's all false man it's like I don't expect anything from Gerards, you know, that's not, we don't think about that. They said that there was, uh, when Gerards asked for a couple of the U19 players that Ger- uh, Elgert threw a, a fit about, it. and he's like, no, I didn't say that. It's like, I fully supported that. We absolutely wanted those players to go up to the to the top team. Um, and I guess another one of the rumors was that Asan Odrago and Elgert had this terrible relationship because he uh, they didn't want him to go to the first team, and he went there, and he thinks the kid is cocky, da, da, da. And he's like, no, like, man, me and the kid are good, like, he wished me happy birthday the other day on WhatsApp. Like, we're good, man. Like, this is all fake news. Uh, so, I mean, I, when I, I've, been, I've been following along this whole story the whole time, and I kept reading this so-called heat. And first of all, if, if it was true that Gerard was like, I'm not going to go meet Elgert because, you know, he needs to come to me. I think that's like a little bit of a dickish move, in my opinion. I don't care who you are. You're like, if you're, if you're the new manager, you should go to, you should go at any length to go meet everyone else, especially Norbert Elgert, who is the, the one of the shock of legends in terms of the, of the coaching and the management. Um, but I thought this was a nothing story. I just, you know, I'm not going to believe everything Bill say or, or, you know, some of these other, these other outlets. Um, did you think there was any kind of beef there with, you know? Yeah, so here's the, yeah, I, I've pretty much seen it exclusively from Bill, it seems like. So take it with a grain of salt. It just seems like something that they're maybe stirring up to try to cause issues. It could be entirely bullshit, as you say assuming that there's some sort of kernel of truth to this, because I have, it seems like every few weeks for the entire season, we've been hearing this. Yeah. Like it comes up like once a month or something like, Oh yeah, these two haven't like met together yeah. yet or something along those yeah. lines. Um, if it is the case for some reason that either one of them is being like, if you come to me, you come to me. 
childish, obnoxious. Yeah. Um, one, if I'm if I'm Gerards, and I have no resources to go into the transfer market, he's my spend, best friend, and spend money. <laughs> you would think that Elgert would be your best friend because, like, in theory, the best thing about Schalke, the thing that's been best about it for a while, is that we have a great youth program yeah. that's constantly capable of producing talent. At least, like, you know, one one pretty solid player every few years at a minimum, if not like some other players that can kind of contribute here and there and fill gaps in your roster. Yeah. Um, you know, Udrago being like the latest example of kind of like an exceptional talent from, from the class, but there's, you know, there's always like, you know, the flicks and the boss. And, and, yeah, exactly. Whoever else you can call up and have do a job. You would think that you would want to be in very close contact and have a good relationship with somebody like that. Secondly, once again, if this is actually the case, this further just speaks to like the hierarchy and its incompetence at Schalke. If this is a thing, somebody higher up than both these people or Mark yes. Wilmot or somebody says, hey, guess what? Yeah. On the calendar tomorrow, a meeting between you and you. Then neither one of them has to make the first move and like drop whatever pride. You just schedule a meeting between them. And say, hey, I'm putting you in a room together here. Talk, meet, has a call. Like, yeah. It's not difficult. Like, so like if this is actually a thing, it's, it's infuriating. And yeah. I, I don't really necessarily believe that it is. But like if it is a thing, it just speaks to like, once again, just deep seated incompetence like in various areas, which is really frustrating. Yeah, no, exactly. No. But to manage it, to make decisions. Yeah, just literally just say like, hey, both of you are having a meeting together tomorrow. Exactly. Fun. It's simple. What are you going to do? Say no? Like, yeah. I can imagine if I did that at work, like, oh, my two workers are like, no, you come over here, you talk, you figure it out. You know, uh, 100%. And yeah, I, I think it's a non story too. Uh, you know, we'll see if anything grows any legs outside of build, but uh, yeah, it's build. So take with a grain of salt, like I said. Um, moving on. So Vilmos obviously has a, to go on to transfer news now. Fulmots has a limited purse uh, to spend money, uh, and so their main option is, you know, going for the loan, maybe loan option to buy or loan with no option to buy. Uh, but a player that's been on the lips of Schalke fans, at least, uh, and certainly like Vilmots and, and, and some of the coaching uh, Schalke managers and stuff like that, was uh, Kofi Kowal, who plays at um, uh, League One, I think he plays. I forget where the hell he plays. Um, I'm looking at his jersey now, and I can't tell where the hell he played. But anyway. That's not the point. The point is um, rumors that we were going to get him. He's a right back who plays like in a 3-5-2 formation, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, that deal fell through. And it's funny because a lot of people on Instagram were, were messaging him and saying, oh, it's not all about the money. We don't need, you know, we want players who are here for the for the money or not for the money, who are here for the passion. And someone chimed in and was like, dude, it's not always about the money. Why would he go to a second division German club when he can go play for a team that's in playing European competition right now? It's like, it's a no-brainer. And apparently he liked that comment too, which is like, you know, I'm not going to hold it against a player for not coming to us when we're in the second division. It's, it's, it's not, of it's, course not. It's not yeah. the most appealing you know, job. Unless you have, unless you're a shock of fan or you feel like, Oh, I got a chance to really make a, a, a good playing time. Mets. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Um, why would you like, it's not an attractive place to go, whether you're a manager or a player. So like, I, I don't, I don't get this hate against uh Kawawa. It, you know, yeah, it, I love the club. I'd try to sell it to anybody, but like, you have to be realistic about the situation we're in and how attractive it is. It's surprising. Once again, that a coach like Gerard's was like, so on board to come here in the first place. Like, yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to certain players, like most of the time when people come to Shaka, they don't have a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What do you want? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's, that's funny. It's true. Um, well, sticking with the French league, um, since that deal fell through, the next name on the lips, lips, yeah, the next name on the lips is uh, 28-year-old uh, right back uh, Fabien Sentons from um, Nantes. Uh, apparently, he's the next player we're going after. It looks like it's a loan with no option to buy. That's what they're going to attempt to get. Um, Vilmots is pushing for this deal. Uh, he also fits in the 3-5-2 system. 
you you see the the, the trend here. Uh, obviously, uh, a change in the formation is going to happen. And right back, we just talked about this during the game that Bruner's lack of pace, and I think Gerrard's has finally said, you know what, I need I need pace on the wings. Merkin, I think, has shown that he's decent enough, uh, but Bruner, as consistent as he is, he's just he's getting exposed these last two games for the lack of pace. And there's a lot of pace in this league. You know, say what you want about. Oh, it's a lower level, but it's it. Fight League is you know one of the best top, best second divisions in the world. So, um, makes sense to you to go right back. I mean, there's obviously more pressing needs like center back, but thoughts on you know trying to get this right back. Not that we know anything about this guy, but thoughts on them going for that position versus you know a center back. Sure, I mean, I think I think like you know the Merkin Oweon thing is is certainly as good as it's going to get for us on that side of the pitch this season. We're not really looking there. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely needs in in the center back position. Maybe they're still hoping that Cisse is reintegrated at some point. I don't know what the thoughts are. I mean, you know, it, yeah. who knows? But yeah, it definitely seems like right back is is been perennially an issue for us. Bruner's starting to be an issue, which is unfortunate. And uh, yeah, I can't blame him from going in that direction. Um, I think um, for me, I, I I don't know. I, I just like I said earlier, rather than sort of. Like a like a three five two or a five three two, whatever you want to call it, I'd kind of prefer probably like a, you know a five two three. Mm-hmm. Once mm-hmm. again, with, with like that 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 front three and a pastry thing, or if you want to call it like a three four three potentially with the wide players being you know like defensive, more defensively minded mm-hmm. like wing back type players. That's yeah. kind of a slightly more the shape that I would want rather than still trying to go with like that that front partnership um, at this point. But um, I'm glad that we're at least, like we said, you know, considering changing back to a back three if, you know, if the back four is not working for us at the moment and certainly seems to be having some issues. We have to save a lot of the defense, no doubt about it. It's just been leaking in goals and for something we thought, some of some people said that, you know, it's a strength of ours and there's just no reason for us to be giving this many goals. You know, I've come from the Bundesliga to be this bad again. Uh, who are we, Armenia Bielefeld? You know, it, it seems like. Uh, but we talked about the Garage trying to switch to this 3-5-2. Rumors are one of the first rumors that you heard about switches that are going to happen in the Shaka revolution was swap out Marius Muller for Fairman. You know, I don't know. Marius Muller obviously is, is a better than, than Fairman. I don't say Fairman played his way out. He just wasn't being helped in front of him, but um, maybe that's the spark that lifts the rest of the team. I don't know. Um, so that wasn't the only change. Well, Andreas Ernst did a poll on his, on his, uh, Twitter page about who do you want to start a goalkeeper? And I think 95% of the people said they want uh, Marius Muller to start out of like 7,000 people who voted or whatever it is. So a lot of people want Muller in there. I, I understand that. Um, but apparently, according to, again, this is build, so take it with a grain of salt, but I've heard this from other places too. I think Jack has as well. Some of the switches they're talking about making. So obviously it's a 3-5-2. would be so three center backs in there. Um, they're looking to go for the double six. So it would be Paul Seguin and Schallenberg. Uh, thoughts on that, Seguin and Schallenberg in the in the double six? Uh, you know me, I'm not a Schallenberg guy, so. Yeah, at least um, he has help, right? At least he's not by himself. Uh, I'm with you there 100%. Um, Darko Cherlinov as a 10 as opposed to the wing. Um, I thought we brought him in for a right wing, but hey. Hey, can, can he play that position? Uh, position? Potentially. Um, does him moving centrally potentially mean that he's going to be a little bit more of that, like, sort of, Dalits are center of the field ball progression kind of guy in transition. Maybe I just feel like when we've seen him be uh, the most effective overall, it's been from wide areas when he can get into yeah. those one and ones on the shoulder. Um, that's where we've seen him have success previously. Um, I don't know why we go out of our way to change that 
for him, which once again is why I'm saying I'd prefer to see a front three rather than, yeah, um, you know, a two where he has to go suddenly drift essentially. But I'm, I'm obviously willing to, you know, see it and see if it works. Um, if it yeah. means our defense is better and we can, you know, figure it out offensively, at least he's a player who he's one of the few players we have who can break the game off. We said this two years ago when he was on, he's one of the few players we had who had that breaking game breaking ability. Uh, so who's the who's the Spanish? I think he was a center back too. Um, that Grimal is essentially turning into now. Is it Pablo and Sua? No, who, uh, who's the player? Who am oh, I thinking oh, of? Oh, 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 Koke, Koke, right? No, it's was it? We signed somebody who like literally had never ended up playing for us because he was constantly hurt the entire time. Oh, it, oh, the guy from yeah. Barcelona. Um, but yeah, anyway, shit, um, yeah, him, yeah. Unfortunately, Grimal is kind of turning <sighs> into that to, 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 to Ryan's point in the comments. Yeah, he just you know we had yeah. him at the beginning of the, another another guy and like Cisse was starting. At the beginning of the season two, so maybe they had plans for him that didn't work out. There's a lot of things that yeah, you know, maybe, maybe our depth could have been. Cisse Grimal just went out the window yeah. right away. Yeah, who knows? Oh my gosh, who knows? And then up top, they were saying get top out, put Karaman up uh, behind Tarota. Um, I mean, Karaman's been our best player overall this season, so I like seeing more of him as long as he doesn't get off the pitch. It, but yeah, he was bad against Hamburg, but he was much better against Kaiserslautern, which was I, important. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's that's all I really all my talking points for tonight. I think, um, yeah, we have next game against this Braunschweig. Huge game. We need a we need to win that game. We cannot. But we are way too close to the relegation zone at the moment. And you know, at, at a time when we thought we were pulling away, like I said, all of a sudden um, we're right back in the thick of it. Uh, top of the table. St. Pauli still leads the top of the table with Groith the first in second place. With Holstein Kiel and then Hamburg below them, uh, crazy results this weekend. But uh, we sit on twenty points. Is, tw- is that really us? Twenty points? Yeah, it is. Damn. So we sit on twenty points, uh, tied with Rostock and Braunschweig. Oh my God! Um, only ahead of them by goal differential, four goals for Hansa and Braunschweig, and then Osnabrück is lowly tenth place or last place with ten points. Uh, yeah, not looking good, Jack. Not looking good. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, where can people find you on social media? At JM Mangan, J M M A N G A N on Twitter. Uh, very good. You can follow me at R underscore K H A R M A N. Follow us on our Discord channel. Go there and join us in the chat. A lot of people in the chat tonight are on that Discord. Uh, and make more importantly, follow us, Shalk America, anywhere across social media. If you're on YouTube, definitely like the video. Uh, subscribe if you haven't done so already and share amongst your peers. Please be much appreciated. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel next week ish. <laughs> Let's do it. Hopefully a victory Monday. <laughs> Hopefully. I miss those. I miss those, Jack. Uh, all right. Sounds good. All right. For Jack, for myself, I'm out. And try to enjoy the week. Cook out.